Good evening, I'm Marks Polikovs, and you're listening to Cold Takes, opinions I'm not even remotely qualified to have that I'm going to spew anyway. You brought this on yourself. This episode of Cold Takes is recorded on Tuesday the 5th of January 2021 at 1pm. The beverage of choice today is black tea, because oh god I really need to get some work done, and recording a podcast sadly does not count. There have been no episodes of the show over the past two weeks because I've been away, and boy, howdy am I glad that I didn't need to record anything then. So, let's talk about Lockdown 3. About bloody time, I say, because looking at all the data from all the various sources that I've been looking at, case rates across the UK and in particular in the southeast and London have been almost vertical for the past few weeks. Although not just in London and the South League, it's been like that across much of the country. Not as bad, but still concerning. And the thing is, what's worrying is not that for the past five days the number of cases reported per day has been over 50,000. It's that around 10-20% to of those cases will turn into hospitalizations within about two to four weeks, I'd say. In March, the lockdown was instituted on March the 23rd. Hospital admissions peaked on April the 2nd, and the number of patients in hospital peaked on April 13th, which were 1.5 and 3 weeks respectively after lockdown. And I expect the same thing will happen here, that for the next couple of weeks, the number of patients in hospital will continue rising. And that's worrying, because let's say around 10-20% to of COVID cases need hospitalization, not even ICU, just general hospitalization, which... I don't think is an unfair estimate based on the data that we've seen up to this point. It's lower than what it was at the start of the year, but still high enough. That means that in the next few weeks, I would not be surprised to see thousands of hospital admissions per day. And given that they're already stretched thin with the number of people hospitalized over the April peak, this lockdown couldn't have come soon enough. I've seen some questions are going around on whether this is a March lockdown or a November lockdown. And from what I've seen, and now caveats, I've only skimmed the guidance, I haven't had a chance to properly analyze it, and also the formal legal regulations haven't been published yet at the time I record this, it looks like a slightly softened March rather than a hardened November. And by that, I mean things like support and childcare bubbles still exist, and you're allowed to exercise with one other person, which... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think was a thing in March. But the bigger factor, I think, is not just the rules, but the messaging. Because in the Boris address, he was very clear. This is a lockdown. He said the words, and he used that classic turn of phrase, stay home, protect the NHS, save lives. It's not national restrictions. It's not tier four everywhere plus closed schools, which it effectively is and could have been. The reasoning behind this is clearly that they hope people will get the message that it's got real, stay home, don't socialize, otherwise people will die. What's also interesting about the messaging is that Boris said that the way out of this lockdown will be the vaccine, that restrictions may be eased in mid-February at the earliest once the top most vulnerable people have been vaccinated. 
what that what I read that as is an admission that test and trace and the tier system have failed. Now we all knew that, but it's a tacit admission by HMG that the vaccine is at this point their only hope because they don't want a repeat of what happened in December of lockdown ended. We have the tiers slightly shifted around, but fundamentally the same, but then cases keep on rising. Now, part of why that happened, of course, was the anomaly that was the southeast, where case rates kept rising even through lockdown, Other, uh, unlike other parts of England. This was eventually pinned down to VUI 2020-1201, which I'll talk about later. And of course, this is a factor now, because this lockdown has to be planned with the impact of VUI 2020-1201 in mind. But part of it, I think, is also that they want to avoid the general shambles of emerging from the lockdown into the tiered system, which is not strong enough to contain it, and with a test and trace system that costs £22 billion, yet is ineffective. There's also the fact that People have questioned, in particular, I read some articles in The Guardian this morning that questioned whether the estimate of all the over 70s, most clinically extremely vulnerable and frontline health and social care workers to have been vaccinated by mid-February is realistic. Because UK plants have made somewhere around 15 million or so doses of the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine at this point, but only... Four of them, four million of them, have been through the fill and finish process, that is, putting them into vials and shipping them out. And then you get the, I'm gonna say, absolute farce that is Boris saying, no, 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 schools are safe, you should continue sending your kids to school, and then within 12 hours announcing the closure of schools. Again, it was inevitable, given the pressure that is being piled on by teacher and head teacher unions, and many teachers just straight up not attending work, and parents being worried about sending the kids to school, but the messaging on it has been a little bit messy. But then you get the million dollar, or rather million pound question. Will this work? Because things have changed a lot since March. The March lockdown worked partly because people got the message, stay home, otherwise people will die, shit got real. Like, it was getting worrying in the weeks before that, but when you get the PM coming on television and saying, you must stay home, that clicked in people's minds. The problem is that after that point, the messaging shifted to stay at home, people will die, but you don't have to stay at home if you're an MP or related to the PM or work at number 10 or need an eye test. Yes, I'm still harping on about coming. Shut up. I know it's had a very serious effect on compliance. There are studies on that. And the other worrying thing is that if this new lockdown doesn't work, what's left? You, you're you going to have to find a way to tighten up the lockdown, and I can't see many ways of doing that. Now, as said, much of this is provisional. The regulation hasn't been published yet, but that's what it takes on at this point in time. And I want to touch on a thing I mentioned earlier, the new variant, VUI 2020-1201 also known as B117, also known as the UK coronavirus variant. You may recall a couple podcasts ago I said, I'm not sure if this is such a big deal or it's just being trotted out for a political justification. Now, I was wrong. It is serious. There are, there are at this point, two studies 
Now, neither of them have been peer-reviewed, but the data about fits our expectations, showing that it is considerably more dangerous, about 50 to 70% more dangerous. But the fact that I even questioned that in the first place is interesting, because I suspect part of the reason why that's the case and why people did the same thing is that the government has had a bit of a track record of picking and choosing which science they follow at which point in time, and also which don't really like them. So there's they've essentially primed us to mistrust them when it comes to science, which I think is very indicative of the state that this has got to, and, and in part why I'm worried about whether this new lockdown will work and whether people will comply with it. Anyway, that's enough takes for that. Now I need to write some coursework. See ya.